0: Hello ladies. I'm so glad to be able to be with you today. We are going to be in Romans chapter 6 through 8. We have a lot of ground to cover and I am so excited that we're going to be able to do this together. I'd appreciate it if you would just open your Bibles to Romans 6 so that we can go right on through. We have a lot to cover in here. And what I want us to think about as we go through these three chapters are the words know, consider, declare, believe, and convinced. These words Paul uses over and over, and he links the themes together, You'll see them overlap in these books. So let's just jump right in, and we're going to start right here in Romans 6, 1 and 2. It really lays us um, a great foundation for where we're going and what Paul is teaching the church in Rome. Here we are, 6, 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Do you not know So here, ladies, we want to listen well. What is it that Paul wants them to know? He wants them to know that they have been baptized into Christ's death, buried with him, raised to newness of life through the glory of God the Father, so that we too might walk in the newness of life. These are the, this foundation that Paul wants the church to know and be rooted and grounded in is that they have, been, they have died with Christ. Christ has paid the penalty for their sin and through his resurrection, through the power of God, that they can have newness of life. He goes on to mention this, just so you know, Nine times alone in these three chapters, specifically that Christ was died, but that he was raised again and that he lives. He wants the people to embrace this. We need to listen well because it is the foundation of our faith. He goes on more and more, of course, talking about how Christ is alive, but specifically that Christ was dead and that he has been raised from the dead. Ladies, this is a great foundation that we need to know. We need to know. We need to consider to ruminate in so that we step into belief, that we believe that this is our Christ, our risen Christ. He also goes on to verse 6 where he talks about knowing, knowing this What is it he wants them to know? We need to perk up and listen. This is what he wants us to know. That the old self was crucified with Christ in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we are no longer slaves to sin. We see that our sin separates us from God, but God has done away with it through Jesus Christ and he has conquered it. When we receive him and believe him, then we are brought to new life. We are made new. Ladies, at this point, our souls are safe in Christ. Our salvation is sure. And we step out to walk into a newness of life, not being slaves to sin, where we are powerless, when we are slaves to sin, ladies, did you, did you know that we are powerless against it? We need help. As Rhonda talked about in her lecture last week, that we are utterly helpless. We need help. But because of the fact that Christ is raised and the Spirit of God lives in us, We are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God. To do what? As we look, ladies, we want to know that where it is in relation to sin, in relation to sin, our old self is crucified. We are no longer slaves. We have died to sin. We are free from sin. Sin does not reign in us any longer. Sin is not master over us. We are not obligated to follow into sin's path. We are not debtors to sin because Christ has paid our debt. These are things, ladies, that... Paul wants the church to know to be sure of that we are under grace the grace of God we are slaves to righteousness we are slaves to righteousness with the resulting of sanctification Right, we've been talking about that, how the sanctification is our setting apart, our becoming holy. That is um, not our justification, not our salvation. That has been secured through Christ's death and resurrection on the cross. But now as we come over and we are joined to Christ... We are joined to Jesus. We are united with him so that we will be bearing fruit to God as we follow him and as we live under grace. We're moving down now to to verse 9. We're still in chapter 6. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing, knowing, what is it that Paul wants us to know? Read it carefully. Knowing that Christ, having been raised for the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer has master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Ladies, this is what we want to know, to consider, and then to declare that Christ is raised, right? He said he died, but that he he is raised and he lives. He lives now to God. We also were dead to sin, but in Christ, we are alive to God. In Christ Jesus. Ladies, I want you to to look at this in your Bible, and I would love for you to mark it over and over because it tells us that we live in Christ, that it is through Christ that we live with Christ. In verse 11, Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Ladies, it's always about him. It always goes back to him. We are lost without him. We have no hope without Christ. Play that to yourself over and over. Go to what you know to be true. These things that Paul is communicating to the church in Rome, these are for us as believers that we know, we go to what we know to be true, that Christ died for us and that he is raised, he is alive. And because of that, we too, have we were dead. But God breathed life into us, that we may live for his glory and bear fruit for him. Therefore, therefore, because of all of this that we've just studied in these little verses right here, because of all of this that we know and that we step into believe, we are not having sin reign. We are not obeying sin. We are not presenting our bodies to unrighteousness. No. It says, therefore in 12 and 13, that we present our bodies, our members, as instruments of righteousness to God. As those who are alive. God has brought us back to life with his spirit. But why or what, what power? The power of God in Jesus. There it is again. The power of God in Jesus. It makes all the difference. And this, this is what we want to, as we believe, then we want to declare it. I'm going to challenge you. I'm challenging me. Say it, declare it out loud. I am alive in Christ that is spiritually we were spiritually dead we are spiritually brought to life through Jesus Christ this is something to declare something to declare ladies we are under grace verses 14 through 19 talk to us about how we are under grace we are obedient from the heart Obedient from the heart. Why? Because God has replaced our heart of stone and he has given us a heart of flesh. A heart that loves. A heart that responds back to his great love. With overflowing love for him, we want to be rooted and grounded in God's love and grace. Because we want to present ourselves to him for service what he has brought to life, let us give to him in service. That is our whole self. That results in the sanctification. That's us turning time and time again back to Christ, becoming more like him to strive to holiness. Ladies, we, we know, we know God tells us over and over That sin equals death. Obedience, he tells us, equals righteousness. Under the law of sin and death or the law of the spirit and life? Which law are you under? Which law are you living under? Oh, friends, let's choose life. Let's choose life. There is no benefit from death. No benefit at all. But here, we are enslaved to God. The derived benefit, Scripture tells us, is the sanctification, the outcome is eternal life. Becoming more like Christ. 623 sums it up well, the whole chapter. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Without Jesus, we don't have the life. But because he lives, we live. Don't miss this truth. It's all about Christ. Ladies, I love this verse from Ephesians, Ephesians 2, 4 to 7. But God, but God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that... Why? Why would he do this? So that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. He shows us his great love in his giving us Christ and raising us up again and again. There is so much, ladies, that God just piles on, if you will, as we go through these verses so much. Chapter 7, chapter 7, as we get in there, we're going to see many of the same themes going over and over. Verse 4 from chapter 7 really kind of sums up the book well, as we'll see. I mean that chapter. 7-4, therefore, my brethren, you also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ. That. You may be joined to another that is to him, Christ, who was raised from the dead, that we might bear fruit to God. Did you hear it again? Again, he tells us that Christ is raised from the dead by the power of God. Let us remember this as we read this, that power, that power is in us. That power is in you. That power is in me. Let us not remember that power is to bring us to be more like Christ and to bear fruit for God. Power for salvation and to live in the life that Christ gives us. We were released. We we died to that sin so that We may serve in newness of spirit. We were made for new things and for his service. Ladies, as we looked and and we learned a lot about the law here in chapter 7. The law shows sin to be sin. It made me think of this as we talked about a mirror. A mirror shows Me, what I look like. It's easy to have it turned away and to forget. But when we look at the law, we see who we really are before our great God. Not only that, as the law shows us inside, the law is beautiful. It's the holiness, the gloriousness, the perfect righteousness of God let us look at it in that way that is God's standard but when I look at it I see that I'm not coming close to that standard and not only that as I angle the mirror and the only way I could get this um, maybe as a little word picture is you know now how we're on all our zoom screens I set mine up so that when you see me, I have a decent looking background. I don't set it up so that you see maybe my messy living room or my messy kitchen, but the mirror could show us that. It shows us us, and then it also shows me, I just was thinking about this everything behind that I want to hide. That too is illuminated. And before my holy God, it brings me to my knees. It brought us before we knew Christ. It brought us to our knees to realize that I need a savior. I am so covered in sin and I cannot do anything about it. I need a savior and God through Christ reached through and gave us life, forgave us our sins. Still today, ladies, the law shows us that I, I need to repent as a believer. I need to confess and come to the Lord daily, right? I need to fall again at the feet of my Savior, Spirit, I need you to help me walk in this newness of life. Why is that? We want it to be done. But, ladies, sanctification is a daily thing. Walking in the newness of life is day to day. And it will take a lifetime to become like Christ. It will take a lifetime to become like Christ. Ladies, as we are to walk in the newness of life and stay away from all of our sin, the darkness. Why do we want to return to it? Why do we want to return to it? It reminds me of—I um, don't know if you've—if you've watched this new series. It's called The Chosen, and it's about the life of Christ. And there's just one poignant scene in there where Jesus is speaking to Mary Magdalene. And it's the first time he he meets her in the the series. And she's in a place where she should not be. And her life is is dark and, and she's possessed. And she's lost without hope. And she reaches and she grabs a cup. She's going to, the implication is she's going to get drunk again. This is what she is going to go back to. And Jesus puts his hand on hers. And he says, that is not for you. Ladies, those words have been mulling over in my mind and my heart for these two weeks that I've been preparing for this. And there are so many things that have come up. Remember, as we study God's word, the spirit shines a light on those things that the flesh still wants to go to. My salvation is secure, but my flesh is wrestling with a new master and learning how to walk and live in that way. And so many things I reach back for. So many things I reach back for, whether it's um, negativity or criticizing or self-pity. And Jesus takes my hand and he softly says, That is not for you. Come to me. Do you know what I have for you? Do you know what I have for you? Life. Newness. Light. And peace. Ladies, hear him. As he tells us in chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Christ tells us, Therefore, therefore, after all of this that we've been studying, therefore, there is now no condemnation For those who are in Christ Jesus, who those who are what? Who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. He has set you free from the law of sin and death. Ladies, know this. Know it in your mind. Move it to your heart that you believe it. And now I want you sometime today to stand up and declare. Now there is no condemnation. For me who is in Christ Jesus, I am wrapped up in him. There is no condemnation. For me, who is in Christ Jesus, he has set me free. Know, declare, believe, celebrate, praise, and worship. What a beautiful, beautiful truth that Paul is telling the church and that the Spirit is telling your spirit. We do not set in verses five to eight, we do not set our minds on the flesh. No, we don't want to keep looking to be drawn there. We want to set our minds on the spirit. We want to set our minds on the spirit. The flesh equals death, the spirit equals life and peace. Ladies, how does that death come? What does that mean? Because we've already been, we know that our salvation is secure. So as our, we want our flesh, those desires, we, though, as we wrestle with our new master, Jesus Christ, we want to follow him. Because that flesh, when it says that it brings death, ladies, here's what I know. Is that when I reach back for those things, that my relationship with the Lord is not the same. It is not full of life. It's stepping toward death. My relationship with others. My thought life. How it can so easily go from one negative thing to the next. And that makes thinking the next one even easier. And gosh, in this whole time that we have been experiencing with the election and division and I've just noticed that how easy it is, once we start speaking ill of people in our minds, how easy it is to start speaking with our words, and then how easy it is to start speaking on social media or to other people, but it's not good. It's not beautiful. It's the ugly of the flesh. We don't want to keep going there, ladies. Don't we know that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You are joined with Christ in the Spirit. Know this truth. It is so important. It gives us all manner of life. You are joined to Christ. His Spirit is in you. Over and over, Paul makes this truth known. Let us listen well. Let us listen well the spirit indwells you it communes with you it makes its home it abides and we are to do the same to abide in the spirit to make our home there This sums up a lot here ladies Romans 8:14 For all who are being led by the spirit of God these are The sons of God, these are the daughters of God. Who, who is it? All who are being led by the spirit of God, who we have in us. And it pulls right in as we're in verse 15 of chapter 8 to the spirit of adoption. The spirit of adoption that we are daughters and we cry out and we declare, declare because we know Abba, Father. And I love this double here. The Spirit himself. The Spirit himself. Hear it. God, Jesus, the Spirit of God, assures us, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Know it, believe it, declare it. There is no spirit of slavery or fear for us. Thank you, Lord. And here's a beautiful word that I just so want us to look at over and over as well. And. So we have that. The spirit in us, telling us that we are children of God, reminding us, assuring us. And we are heirs. And We are heirs with Christ, fellow heirs with him. We look forward to the glory that is to be revealed. That's our glorification. That is what is to come. Our hope, that is our hope, that we will be with him and like him. How great it must be for what is to come. More than we can ever think or imagine. But let's think about it. Let's imagine the glory that is to come. We will be, see Christ face to face. Let's read about it in God's word. Over and over because we hope with perseverance. We hope with perseverance. That means we keep doing it. We keep on. In Romans Five, one to five, that we studied last week. It talks about our hope, that we persevere in hope, not just for us, but for others to know. And then after all of this, ladies, all of this, he asks, Paul asks, how could we eat? What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who? Really, who? After all we have just learned in 6 and 7 and 8, it just stacks up so high. If there were a weight, it would just be all over to one side. With God's goodness, who can be against us if God is for us? God, who did not spare his own son, verse 32, who delivered him up for us, how will he not with Christ freely give us all things? All things, all spiritual goodness and blessing. In 2 Peter 1 2 and 4, he tells us that he has given us all things for life and godliness. And we look forward to his promises. God justifies who can bring a charge against those who are not condemned. No one can. Look at the list, ladies. It's overwhelmingly overwhelming. How could we doubt? How could we not give him our all, our whole? And Jesus who died rather was raised, Paul says. He is in glory at the right hand of God and and he intercedes for us. After all that he has done, he is now interceding for us. It is so much. Who indeed shall separate us from the love of Christ? It's incomprehensible who could or what could. In all of these things, ladies, in all of these things, who could? In all of these things, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation? We'll have to walk through it, but it won't separate us. Distress? Persecution? Famine? Nakedness? Peril? Or sword? But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Through him. His love makes it possible. Not just a little, but overwhelmingly. Ladies, a song... If Paul could write a song, if Paul was a songwriter, I think I just came across this one and I just want to go over these verses quickly with it. Just, just listen. I think it covers what we've been studying. It's called Remember by Brian and Katie Torwalt. Listen, how quickly we forget the God who lives in every day how easy to lose sight that you reside in the mundane. How quickly we forget the power that's running through our veins, the kind of power that empties graves. Oh, my soul, remember who you're talking to, the only one that death bows to. That's the God who walks with you. And oh, my soul, You know that if he did it then, he can do it all again. His power can still raise the dead. Don't tell me that he's finished yet. Oh, ladies, I think that covers so much what we've studied. And we end on this, verse 38 Because of all of this, Paul says, For I am convinced he is sure, he is solid to the depth of his soul that nothing shall be able to separate us. Nothing. From what? From the very best of things. The love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Ladies, I ask you, Do you know? Do you believe? Do you declare? Do you go to what you know to be true so that you are convinced to the very depth of your soul that nothing can separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus? Know, declare, believe it. And I pray, Spirit, Embed us in this truth. Let us stand. Let us live convinced that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.